This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. And now, here is God's servant, Reverend Tunde Bolanta, as he brings you God's word. We trust that you will be blessed as you listen. Let's turn to Psalm 23 and start reading from verse 1. Hallelujah. There's a lot on my plate, but let's see how the Lord will help us to navigate it. Verse 5 of Psalm 23 says, Thou what? Let's read it together. Prepare it a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. I was talking about the head being anointed. If some of you remember that service, that the oil we keep on the head of the ship, we heal the ship, and then we keep other insects away. Amen. And then that service healing broke out. All right, but let me just go back to the same verse and talk a little bit about the table prepared. Say, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 6. Happy it we speak wisdom among them that are mature or perfect, yet the, not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they will not have crucified the Lord of glory. For as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Hallelujah. The thing which God has done what? Prepared for them that love him. He said, had they known, the people that crucified Jesus, they didn't know that in his death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and sitting down, many Jesuses, small Jesuses like us, huh? in quotes, will come up. Praise God. That God will begin to dwell in man at a level that nobody had ever experienced. And this was the mystery. Let me say to you this morning that there may be enemies around your table. Okay? But the destiny the Lord has prepared for you is a mystery to your enemies. Can you say with me, the destiny the Lord has prepared for me is a mystery to my enemies. Because the devil stood against the Lord Jesus, caused him to be crucified, not knowing that there was a plan of God that through his death, like Joseph, Satan said, let's kill this dreamer. Let's finish him. He can't go nowhere. But God sent him as a deliverer for his own people. He said, what you meant for evil, God has turned it for my good. If you are working in an office right now, and somebody is trying to terrorize you, or sit on your file, or give you wuta wuta, or just try to make your life a living hell. I'm here to prophesy to you that what the enemy meant for evil, God is going to turn it for your good this morning. Because the Bible says, had they known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. Everything the enemy has planned against you. When Pharaoh was so mad, and he made those decrees that the Hebrew boys were supposed to be eaten, and they were, they were feeding their children to crocodile. Little did he know that one of the boys that would be thrown in that Nile River would be Moses the Deliverer. Little did he know that his daughter would go and have a bath and pick that boy and bring him to the palace. Little did he know that even though he raised that boy as an Egyptian prince, 
that same boy will go into the desert, have an encounter with the Lord, and come back at age 80 or so to become the deliverer of Israel. I want to say something to you, child of God, this morning. I don't judge your life by what I see now. I don't judge your life by where you are now. I judge your life by the destiny that God has written concerning you. I don't judge your life by how many times you have failed, how many times it didn't work for you. He said, rejoice not over me, my enemy. If I fall, I shall arise. I want to say this morning, there's a rising up for somebody in this house. There's a rising up for a child of God in this house. I want to say this morning, when see Christopher Yamali Sataya, I see a door that was closed against somebody. And God said, it's because I have a big, big, wider door that is going to come for you. I want you to dry your tears. David said, he has, he, he has saved me from tears. He has saved me from tears. I'm no more crying, but I am rejoicing because I believe, therefore do I speak. This is the season where you have to be speaking what God has written concerning you. You are not going down like the rest of them. I said you are not going down like the rest of them. He prepared a table before me. The table is prepared. Who prepared the table is the almighty God that prepared the table. When God is the master chef in a place, nobody can argue with the cooking. Nobody can call the recipe and say something is wrong. I want to announce to you the, the book that was written concerning you, the recipe of heaven concerning you is a perfect recipe. I don't care what I hear. I don't care what I see. I'm saying to a child of God this morning, yes, there are, things have happened. There have been hot Maybe you have failed several times over, but my Bible says he prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He anointed my head with oil and my cup runneth over. The table is prepared. The enemy does not know what God prepared, but your table is ready. Can I get an amen in the house of the Lord today? Hallelujah. Well, this voice has been working over time. Glory to God. Your enemy is powerless at the table of the Lord. Say with me, my enemy is powerless at the table of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 to 7. Isaiah 6, 1 to 7. Oh, Rabashata, ta, 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 ta. I'll come back to this a bit later. But we talk about the year that Queen Isaiah died, Isaiah saw the Lord. Right? Uh, he was upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. What is a train? Is that train that followed, you know, when women, people are getting married, the bridal, eh? It's a long, it follows you. Huh? So in those days, the king will have that train behind them. Huh? Long. How, I said your enemy is powerless at the table of the Lord. Because when the Lord, the tradition was that the train that follows you, hmm? On that cloth, all the kings you've defeated, you take a little bit of their crown, is what they make the path that is flowing on the ground. Do you understand? So, so the, maybe if the chief of your village was defeated, part of his crown would be part of the train on the ground. Huh? All the villages that were defeated and nations. So when the king is sitting, the enemies are lying down in front of him. And it's at this same table that he prepared for you to come and eat. So imagine all your enemies of sickness, disease, poverty, bad luck, premature death. All of them are lying on the floor. Can somebody say, my enemies are lying on the floor? Jesus said, you will tread upon serpents and scorpions. Even back in the day, the train was on the floor, and the king was walking. So when the, when the king is coming back, they'll be calling, okay, that country was defeated. They'll be seeing it on his, on his train. That one was defeated. That one was defeated. 
That one was defeated. Jesus defeated that enemy of yours. I said they shall not rise again. 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 They shall not rise again. Affliction shall not arise again a second time. I say affliction shall not arise again a second time. Trouble will not come to you a second time. The train is following him. So the enemy is powerless. Remember Mephibosheth? In 2 Samuel 9, the king said, from today you will eat at my table. He said, who am I? I'm just a dog. But when the king invites you and you are sitting by the king's table, every enemy that wants to attack you has to look at the king. That if this guy that cannot walk, crippled, can be at this table, he didn't bring himself. I want to say every enemy that is terrorizing people, when they look at our king, the king of kings on that table, they know I didn't bring myself here. And if they challenge you, you tell them, this is the person that brought me. Hallelujah. This is the person that brought me. If the president of your nation were to hold your hand in the crowd, you just say, I thought you would jump up you. The president of the nation just hold your hand. The people in the crowd, the president just say, so how are you? So people will fall down there. They will be able to answer the man and say, do you know that picture is worth money? That picture is worth money. It's not a selfie that you beg for. It's people taking you. If I, you may beg for a selfie, can I just, one shot. It will be on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on everything, on all the grams. They say in the Photoshop, say, Gaskia, this thing was life. Say, Kai! <laughs> I was taking some pictures in Slovakia with some people that got healed. Uh, deafness, all these people. Come on, see the way they were behaving. As if I'm one person. Say, me, me, me. Everybody want to enter photo. I say, enter. Ordinary me. <laughs> I say, enter the picture. What's more of God saying? No be pictures, sit down. I'm also sitting down. The thing making you to shake. Look at it here. He's under my tree. You will live and not die. That sickness will not destroy you. In the name of Jesus. He killed other people, but it will not kill you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. His train filled the temple. If people want to mess with you, tell them, may they look your God face. Even if you're a very weak woman in the compound, you don't get power. And your husband is strong. He's a heavyweight champion of the world. And you, you are just like stick. And that man begins to abuse you. You keep quiet. You know, most women don't make trouble when their husband is not around. You can abuse them and they'll keep on. Once they hear the man's car coming, you will kill me today. <laughs> because Oga is coming. This one is not coming. He said, I've prepared the table and I am seated myself. Your enemy, see the train on the ground. I said, you will live and not die. Your children will excel. I said, your children will excel. How will God do it? I don't know. An ordinary note can change your life this afternoon. An ordinary note from a man can change your life. If the man said pro, double promotion is just done, then God prepared something and paid for it. And you are asking me how your future will be. Your future is guaranteed in Jesus' name. Let me help somebody. Let's learn something. Let's learn something. Sometimes in life, you say everybody in our school. Some people wrote no enter school. One, more, one of my friends, a white man, he called me one day. He said, oh, 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 oh. I said, what? He said, this is, this is boys doing too well. 
But the boy said he wants to be a mechanic. And my friend is a prof. We talked, talked, we spoke English back and forth, up and down, round and round. I said, well, the boy is a big boy now. He's making good money. Let me help you. David was not trained as an army general. He used to fight in the bush with animals. That's what we read about him in the Bible. When Goliath was boasting, was it for 40 days? Generals were hiding in the hole. David just happened to be delivering some cheesecakes to his brothers. He said, ah, what is that? You see, what God has given you grace for, it will always rise in the face. What you are anointed for will rise in the face of what you're supposed to defeat. There was something just like in Samson. When the, anim, the lion roared against Samson, the anointing rose up within Samson. When David saw Goliath, something said, you were born for this time. So we said, this is, this is what I've been training for in the bush. Your anointing may be on massa. See, I just feel like making massa. When you do that massa with the grace of God, everybody in your area will be massarized. They will not, <laughs> they will not know why they are always coming to you. Because there's something inside you. Oh Lord, help somebody. So this guy, he was not a trained general. But there was something in him that just said, all of you are running from this thing. He needed that enemy to go to the next level. May God not remove the enemy you need to progress. Is it, well, anytime you mention enemy in Nigeria, people don't want to hear enemy in the church. They are enemy. I'm just telling you that. May God not remove the enemy you need to progress. It's hard. When you say enemy in our culture, it's like, hey, who would have known about David without Goliath? Who would have known about Mordecai without Haman? He said, kill him tomorrow. But God said, not so fast. There's a chapter of your life. Haman will not die. Haman will be the one to announce you. Go and read the story. Haman was the one who said, what shall be done for the man that he said, eh, they will do this. He said, okay, go and do it for him. Let every Haman that is part of your destiny story remain alive. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So what I'm saying to us is that the table God has prepared, don't, don't, what do they, don't clone God. Don't clone destiny. David was just a shepherd boy. He wasn't trained. But he did what army people could not do. He brought solution. Joseph got into that Potiphar's house. He started learning how to do storekeeping. He didn't look like a, he didn't look like a prime minister. He looked like a beggar, houseboy. There's an oil God put upon your life. Nobody came to this world empty. You are carrying something. My prayer is that the hinges of your destiny in this month of October, they will begin to open for you in the name of Jesus. The hinges to the door of your destiny in this month of October, they will begin to open for you in the name of Jesus. I'm praying for you this month of October that as you go forward, the Goliath you need to be announced, the Goliath that needs to show up for you to be announced, that Goliath will show up and heaven will give you the grace to kill that Goliath and God will bring you into your wealthy place in the name of Jesus. If you are hearing God, wave your hand and give him praise this morning. Please sit down for a bit. Somebody will think this will not be wururu. It's not wururu. People did not know how many years Joseph stayed in obscurity. Sometimes people call me. People when I go out, the caliber of people that call me sometimes say, ah, now me, then they call me, now they make mistake. But people don't realize how long you've come. 
how, how, where, where God has hidden you for years. They only see when God celebrates you. So now be that. Now be that. What about when you dig corner? Abi? What about when you dig corner? Your corner is a preparation place. It's a preparation place. Huh? Let me move on. <laughs> Praise God. Let's, let's, let's observe this thought. I'll just give it, write down Genesis 26. Let me give you this thought real quick. Those that God has called to complement your destiny will not compete with you. Because I'm going to another point. I may not be able to read it, but Genesis 26. Those that God, let me just give you the passage, has called to complement your destiny will not compete against you. Anybody you find competing against you does not know. Um, all right, let me just find it for you. Genesis 26, Ecclesiastes 3.14, write it down. Genesis 26 from verse 26 to 29. In that story, Abimelech had been threatening this guy, Isaac. They even drove him away. Uh, and they said in verse 28, we saw certainly that the Lord was with thee. And we said, let there be now an oath betwixt us, even betwixt us and thee. Let us make a covenant with thee, that thou wilt do us no hurt, as we have not touched thee, as we have done unto thee nothing but good, and have sent thee away in peace. Thou art now blessed of the Lord. Why, you man? He told the guy, you are stronger than us, Leave. Don't take over this business. But they came back. You know those, um, there are certain people in your life <clears throat> who cannot be there for all season. Is there an amen somewhere? Amen. You know, when you launch a rocket, Okay. When you launch a rocket into space, there are boosters that are attached to the engine of that rocket. Boosters attached to the engine of a rocket. Do you know as it goes into space, those boosters fall down? They fall down. This house now, there are some stones on the foundation. We cannot see them, but they are still there. The thing with many of us is that Every new level you go into, you cannot take everybody. Some people, as long as you are trekking, you are fine. The day you buy a bike, you have not changed. You are still talking the same way. Nothing has changed. You say, ah, that boy, I told you, is proud. <laughs> Does anybody, can anybody relate to what I'm saying? Does it make sense? See? Or just the day you got married. Ah, that girl. See, she married to a greet herself. The day you buy a car, oh God. Uh -huh. see, see the way it's working. Is it because of that thing he bought? Those people are not there to compliment you. There are certain enemies you love and leave alone. I love you, but I leave you. When Joseph's brothers came to Egypt, did he keep them in the palace? He said, well, I love you, but I don't know if you have really repented. Go to Goshen. I'll be looking after you from a distance before you kidnap the man's children. <laughs> they were the first kidnappers in the Bible now. <laughs> Are you still here at church? Those rocket boosters, as expensive they are, they fall to the ground and nothing is done about them. There are some people, you are not telling them to fall down and die, but let them go when it's time. When some people overstay in your house, now what they bring? 
when somebody is working for you, say, I said, I'll be the work, bother my guy. Now, maybe they did the work. Now, my guy just a cross leg. My guy, you release him. <laughs> now, I told one pastor in, in Europe, I said, You don't give church to colleagues, you give it to sons. He shouted, Yeah, that's the mistake of my life. I said, Okay, don't make it a second time. Because if you are not a son to somebody, how can you take the grace? It's not possible. You are an apprentice. They are showing you how to cut cloth. How to cut cloth. You have been cutting cloth, cutting cloth, cutting cloth. The next time the customer comes say, Now me so that your dress, so no be no be madam. In fact, what I did, I, I did better than my madam. That's not a son. Or God has come. Be looking for a way of say, okay, the Lord bless you. Take your own and go. Does anybody understand what I'm trying to say? Because your hand will never compete with your eyes. You know why? Because even if your hand wants to take something and your eye closed, your hand looks to take up. If you compete, say, I want to take a hand, say, I'm superior. I say, okay, you are superior. Okay, I close the eye. <laughs> Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. All right, let's move quickly to a very important thought. What's the next verse saying? All right, we're talking about preparing the table. You anoint my head with oil. I won't go on to that because we did it last time. It turned to a healing service. We're not running from it. Uh, running, over, running over cup is a covenant promise to every believer. The running over cup is a covenant promise to every believer. Say with me, the running over cup is a, is a covenant promise to every believer. Amos 9.13, you know that scripture, we've quoted it, that's the theme this year. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God's decree, things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim one thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up everywhere you look. Everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look, blessing, blessings like uh, wine pouring off the mountains and the hills. What I want to say to you is that your cup is going to run over in Jesus' name. Why am I saying that? Many of us write ourselves off easily. Okay, God, it has not been working so far. But look at Joseph. When the running over cup started, he could not stop it. From jail boy to prime minister, they are giving him the best girls to marry. Important people are suddenly coming. I'm seeing us by faith that the day is here. I said the day is here of the running over cup. It happened for Mordecai, from the man that they would jail, suddenly became the man that was administering the estate of Haman. It happened all over the Bible where God begins to compensate his people. It is called the running over cup. When there's a running over cup, there's too much for you to hold in your cup. It is spreading out everywhere. Peter had a bad day at the office. It didn't go too well for him. It just looked like that business was bad that day. Jesus comes along and says, Peter, can you borrow me your boat? And, and Peter said, okay, you can use it. And then when Jesus, Jesus said, well, Peter, cast your, your net. Peter said, oh, Jesus, hey, I fished all night and caught nothing. The daytime is not a good time for fishes. They are saying that this is not the season in this nation where you can increase. I'm saying when is your harvest time and you're running over time, the time of the day, the season of the day does not count. Jesus said, cast your net on the other side. He said, cast your nets, plural. Peter said, so that Jesus would not say I disobeyed him, I would just put one. And the net began to break. He had to call for neighbors to come. I'm saying the running over cup is your portion. Amen. I said the running over cup is your portion. Amen. We are coming into a season that you have more than enough for yourself and other people will be coming to you to experience the blessing of the Lord. Do I have a believer in the house of God? Is it possible now? Yes, it is. Give the Lord a shout of amen in the house of the Lord. Yes, indeed, it won't be long. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heel of the other, you will not be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and the hills. I received that for myself. 
I receive that for my household. I receive that for this ministry. I say you have suffered long enough. The day of the running over cup is here for you. God's blessing will overtake you. It overtook Joseph. It overtook David. It overtook Mordecai. It overtook Peter. It overtook Cornelius. It overtook so many people in the Bible. Things were happening so fast they could not keep up. God of heaven, we open the windows of heaven. We open all the blessing you need in this season. Is there a better amen in the house of the Lord today? Please be seated in his presence. So let's go to the last verse, and I'll go to the ending part of it. He said, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now let me give you, in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, the house of the Lord was a place of God's presence, like the tabernacle of Moses, the temple. But in the New Testament, Luke 19, 46, Jesus said, my, it is written, my house is the house of prayer. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, the Bible says, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 12, from verse 18 to 24, write it down. Hebrews 12, 18 to 24, write it down. And then also write Luke chapter 1, verses 8 to 12. Luke 1, 8 to 12. Write it down. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Glory to God. It's very important that we understand that spiritual intimacy with the Father will determine how close you come into the glory of God. As I said, those words with me, spiritual intimacy with the Father will determine how close I come into the glory of God. I was teaching this in the first service and we'll have more time on this. In the Old Testament, there were three courts. Okay? There were three courts. There was the outer court. If we can have it up there. Yes, that's fine. The outer court where you have the, um, the brazen altar. That's the brazen altar. That, um, the one with poles there and that screen. That's the brazen altar, the first one. When you come through the gate. The brazen altar is a place for sacrifice where they brought animals. Okay? It's a type of the sacrifice of Jesus for us in the New Testament. They will help you, the ministers, the priests, the Levites, they will help you. Your animals will be killed in that place. But that place is a market. Everybody goes there. Even people that didn't come for sacrifice, they are allowed to wander around the place. It's, it's like a mixed multitude. Everybody, it's okay. You can all come around. This tabernacle of Moses is a type of our walk with God. Everybody can come in through the gate. Now, the brazen altar, place of sacrifice. The laver, that one with water, when they've dealt with blood and all that, they will wash their hands and their feet. Hmm? They wash their hands and their feet. The ministers there will wash their hands and their feet before they go into deeper glory. It's a type of water baptism. We too are baptized. And some washing of water from... You know, can also liken it, washing of water. But Christians who stay in the outer courts, they are, they, are, they are not desirous of getting very close to God. I call them bread and butter people. Cash and carry. <laughs> what will God do for me? If forgive my sin, I'm going to heaven 
okay, God, I repent again, because they're always washing there. It seems you've been repenting for the past 50 years, God, I repent again. They are not conquering anything. In fact, Paul wrote somewhere and said, I cannot write to you as spiritual. He said, but as babe, as natural people. For some of them, you cannot differentiate if they are. You will look at them and say, he's born again. You, you almost ask to say, which version? I know it's quiet in the house. But if we don't teach these things, we are wasting our time. This kind of Christians don't desire to go for, they don't pray like Paul, Philippians 3 10. Oh, that I may know him. They are okay with the market. Uh, may them wash me, may them wash my leg. In fact, that outer court is, a, is, is like a ritualistic place. Because you are clean animal, you are washing your hand, you are clean animal, you are washing your hand, you are clean animal. They don't know God for themselves. However, they can tell you the number different types of oil for miracle. Because they only depend on what their priest tells them. And the times that if you say anything, it's in that outer court is for people that only depend on priests or pastors, if we put it in the New Testament. They have not done anything to know God for themselves. And because everything there is priests helping you. Bible reading, Bible study, home group, prayer, reading the word, worship, desiring God more, knowing God more. Yeah, I'm okay. I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. He do. Say your neighbor, say he no do. God wants you to come deeper. Someone say deeper. Help me say deeper now. If you don't say that deeper, well, we will not move from this point. Let me hear that deeper. Deeper. One more time. Deeper. Thank you. So this is a very ritualistic place. Everybody is there. It's a mixed crowd there. You are not even sure who is born again. This is a playing ground for hyper grace teaching, that place. Because there was a, anything you do, God will just, will just wash you now. We just wash you. Your same past, present, and future have been forgiven. Keep fornicating. They can't come inside to meet God. The other sins, it's not only fornication that is a sin, the other ones too. Gossiping, lying, cheating, changing figure in the office, beating people up before they talk. If someone says, if not that I am born again, this Jesus is slowing me down. Shame. Jesus is slowing you down. Are you sure you met him at all? Were you saved? No, were you saved? Somebody said, Oga, we will enjoy your message until you came and added this one. How many of you are still with me? You are slightly angry. If you are still with me, wave your hand. Say, Pastor, we love you. Don't worry, Jesus loves me. (laughs) So that place, sacrifice, washing. Sacrifice, washing. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, God forgive me again. Now, if we sin, we should confess it. But if your relationship with God is not more than your pastor gave you handkerchief, he gave you sand, he gave you water, he gave you soap, he gave you you are outer court Christian. You have not moved beyond that. You may be born again, but you are you have no relationship with God. Even ah, you marry a woman when she brought all her load. You say, leave it in the parlor. Our people came, say, hey, we want to, our load is still in your parlor. While I know they, that's after court marriage. <laughs> that's after court marriage. You let me finish this message, one. And you'll be smiling, small, small. Small, small, smile. You will just smile, small, small, smile. All right, let's move. Then we have the holy place. After the priests have done the sacrifice, I said it mirrors our, our intimacy and our journey. Yes. That's why I'm using it. On the left side, you have the menorah, the seven candlesticks on the left side there. That is light. There are, you know, three double like this. 
and then one in the middle represents the Spirit of God. They put oil in them, they, they are lit, and light keeps coming. Of course, Jesus is our light, we know that. Jesus also said that those golden candlesticks were the churches. And then in Revelation 4, when, when uh, John saw heaven, he was talking about those seven lamps that were burning. It represents the Spirit of God, the presence of God, the church of God, the light of God, Jesus. That means you are beginning to relate with Jesus personally. Hallelujah. You are beginning to say, Jesus. Somebody say, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You are my Savior. You gave your life for me. And I lay it all down for you. Oh, Jesus, that I may know you and the power of your resurrection. You are beginning to have a relationship. When the guy says, I want to marry, say yes. One month, yes. Second month, yes. Third month, yes. And for three months, the guy, that word, I love you, doesn't come out. I'll say, check that love. Yeah, because it's a verbal relationship. Now, by the time you are getting to the holy place, you are experiencing the light, which is also the word of God. The word is a light. Jesus is the light. These are types, but they speak to our journey of faith. On the opposite side, you are beginning to experience Jesus, the oil, you are beginning to experience the Holy Spirit. The opposite side is the table of shoe bread, and other things were there, but the shoe bread is important, or the table of his presence, or the bread of his presence. There, you have those cakes that are freshened up, that are refreshed. The lights will bring you revelation of the Word of God. He said, he said, strong meat belongs to those who are of age, who, to, who, have their, who have had their senses exercised to discern between good and evil. That means you've come to a time where you are beginning to commune with God yourself by opening your Bible. Somebody say, open your Bible. So people don't know, they don't even know what the Bible looks like now because it's like phone now. How many of you still have the Bible? Bring, if you have the Bible, raise your Bible. Even me, I need to be bringing one every Sunday. Please remind me. I need to put one. Before they would think Bible is iPad. The generation we have now don't know where Bible is again. If you have the whole Bible, raise it. I'm not against the one. Even me, I'm reading iPad. I repent. Raise your Bible. You need to have a time with the Bible. Maybe on your phone or iPad, I don't really care. But have a time where you go with the light, Holy Spirit. I'm teaching you relationship. There's something husband and wife will do in the inner room that should stay there. Any pastor asking you what's he doing to you is a fool. Why does he want you to know what both of you are doing? What's it concerning? It's you and your husband, huh? You must have a relationship with Jesus where you say, Holy Spirit, this is the Bible. Show me. Show me. Read that Bible. The mistake we have gone back to in the modern church is that we have, we have gone back to the old structure where only the priests go through the whole tabernacle experience. Because the people were not born again, they couldn't go. But God is saying, all of you can come to the Holy of Holies. But most church, he said, take this, swallow, take that. You don't have a relationship with Jesus, you don't have a relationship with his word, then what are you doing? If you are still with me and you are not too angry, wave your hand to Jesus. And if you are too angry, now you serve it. Then we have the altar of incense. That's, that's that one there. And by the way, the first court, everything was made of bronze. This court, even they use acacia wood, they still put, it's pleated in gold. It's another level of glory. Now that table of incense, you know, that's where incense is burned. The Bible says, uh, 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 let, let the lifting up of my hands be like, like incense. It's prayer. 
I even believe it's worship as well. So you are beginning to relate with God and connect yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are connecting yourself. Even if somebody help you, say, okay, I, I'm afraid to talk to that girl. Hmm? And somebody help you to talk to that girl. After some time, the person that helped you talk to that girl has to leave you to talk to the girl by yourself. <laughs> the pastor can bring you to Jesus at a point we have to leave you to know Jesus by yourself you can't cough my, my bishop you can't cough my pastor you can't cough my G waiting now know Jesus for yourself when I kneel down and pray to God I don't go to God as a Jew I go to him as a son I say, Father, never talk to God. Who is Jew? He doesn't know Jew. He knows some. <laughs> he said, Dear God, I Jew. He was an angel. Come to that prayer. <laughs> you don't come to God as a Jew. Who are you? Who cares? It's only the blood that gets you in there. So you can have a relationship. Do you understand? I want you to begin to challenge yourself. I don't want to be hanging in the outer court. When he said I can come all the way, how you just stay in the outer court? They are always telling you what to air jump. Sit down. Haba. So you are, you are offering worship. You are offering prayer. I have so many scriptures to back this up. It will just take me a long time. But do you see that? Then you have that curtain. You see that uh, purple line? That last purple line. That's like the curtain of the Holy of Holies. There are many fragments to this teaching. I'm just giving you introduction. That curtain, when Jesus died, a being or somebody, maybe an angel, tore that curtain from top to bottom, giving access into the Holy of Holies. The throne room, if you like. And if you study Revelation very well, that's another teaching. Let me not confuse you. That's what John saw into. Because he saw the angels. He saw the candlestick. He saw the Spirit of God. That was what, it was the throne room. And Moses' tabernacle was patterned after the heavenly one anyway. So you come in there. You have the Ark of the Covenant. Ten commandments they could not keep. Aaron's rod that bothered because they were arguing about leadership. Manna when they did food protest against God. In the box. But God said, I won't deal with you based on that. There was a mercy seat. That means no matter our failures, we can still come by the blood into the very presence of God. And that blood covered the mercy seat once a year. They put it there. There were cherubims by the side. The Shekinah came down. How many of you know the restoration is actually Shekinah Restoration Ministries? We're about the glory of God. The presence came down there. And when you begin to operate from that presence, then Psalm 23, verse 5, your enemies are useless. Because even the high priest, if he should enter that place and he didn't do the right sacrifice, he can die there. So there's a tradition that says they used to tie rope and bell so that as long as the man is moving, you know, they know say the glory never kill him. I want to say the person that will kill you in the throne room has not been created yet. Amen. The devil that will destroy you when you are living in the presence of God, that devil... Amen. Let's journey into the glory whereby you leave that outer court and say, God, thank you for forgiving me Thank you for my, what you've done for me. I have, and you know how that comes? A hunger for more. That's why the psalmist says, as the deer pants for the water, so my heart not get after you. You know what many Christians backslide? They don't experience God in a deeper way. They have no encounters. Moses. Sorry. <laughs> Moses was born in the palace. By the time he got to, by the time he experienced God in Montana, the Bible says he did not, he, 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 he didn't care about, about the throne of Egypt. He, 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 it didn't impress him because he had encountered God. 
He never wanted to go back to Egypt. But did you know that the children of Israel, Exodus 20, 20 said, come to Mount Sinai, let's fellowship. They say, we will die, oh, the, the power is too much. They rejected the invitation. When they got to the wilderness, every small problem, they wanted to go back to Egypt. The garlic, the onion, the cucumber. Why? It's the presence that changes you. That's maybe much for some of you on a Sunday morning. But if you understand me, wave your hand. I'm going to stop it here. Just wave your hand. But if there's anything I'm saying to you this morning, as I, I know, I know, but, I know, but you, you, we need to start bringing you into deeper things. You can't just be sitting outside. You need to move into the glory of God. I said you need to move into the glory of God. I said you need to move into the glory of God. I said you need to move into deeper glory. In the first service, we touched it a bit. Maybe God will give us grace another time. To go. How many of you got something out of it this morning? Can you stand to your feet everywhere? Stand to your feet. But these truths have to be taught us. Hallelujah. And the more glory you walk in, the more your enemies will be paralyzed in front of the glory. Lift your hand and begin to thank the Lord this morning. Give him praise. Give him glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Talk to God for a minute. Say after me in the name of Jesus. Father, I desire to walk in deeper intimacy, in deeper glory. Thank you for the table you've prepared in the presence of my enemies. My cup is running over. My cup is running over. In the name of Jesus. Father, I decree over your people that in this month of October, we are going to pursue your glory. We are going to pursue your presence. We thank you because any, every enemy has fallen down before us. The angels have encamped round about us today. I decree over your people, a thousand may fall and ten thousand by their right hand will not come near them. Daddy, we give you praise this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. But let's appreciate God. Thank you for listening to today's message. Do join us same time next week. Follow us on our social media handles, Facebook and Instagram at Restoration Ministries International, Twitter and Mixilar at RBCM Online, and our website is www.rbcmonline.org. You can also be part of our live power park services every Wednesday by 5.30 p.m. and on Sunday by 7 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. respectively at Restoration International Conference Center, RICC, Romanew Extension, Kaduna South. God bless you.